0: morning and uh, welcome to your shot of leadership inspiration from Alembic Strategy. My name is Nick Mayhew. Um, the Cafe is our monthly leadership uh, podcast magazine. Uh, we try and pick out interesting topics and interview successful leaders for their tips. and. Um, I guess we're hoping that you find uh, their stories and insights useful and a really great way to get into the leadership tips that come from that. And that helps you think about, reflect on, and then tackle your own leadership challenges a bit better. So that kind of reflects our purpose, which is to help people lead um, better. And that's a mix of getting your strategy right and then supporting you with uh, delivery of that. One way to do that is to help you understand leadership and growth options and uh, I think this is a really nice way to sort of connect and share uh, how we think. As ever, really pleased to hear your suggestions for subjects and for improvements and people you'd like us to interview. Um, Don't forget you can post questions during today's show. So if you look on your panel, you should be able to see a question area. Uh, and I'm sure uh, today's interviewee will be delighted to um, to answer questions just towards the end of the podcast. So do fire them in and we'll keep an eye on those and uh, we can ask some questions towards the end. Um, I was introduced to Emma uh, Stroud by Nikki Fuchs who's a Managing Director at Office Space in Town and um, um, couldn't have recommended her more highly and she's agreed to be one of our keynote speakers at the Leadership Conference coming up, uh, which is on the 12th of June so that's going to be super exciting Uh, if you haven't already booked your ticket um, go on the website and have a look Um, you should come along it's going to be great so i'm super excited to be interviewing emma this morning welcome emma
1: good morning nick hello everybody
0: so um so tell us a little bit about you
1: well, uh, I have a lovely position now where I run a business called Truthworks, and we work with CEOs and very senior people uh, across the world to help them sort of live, find, and speak their truth. Uh, so we're very niche and very small, but very expert. Uh, I also uh, do comedy shows. So I'm just in the process of working on my next one woman show. Uh, and I also MC and speak across the world. So I sort of very much practice. It's just what I preach. So I get to go out and tell lots of stories and engage with lots of different audiences across sectors and have a lot of fun doing it. Oh, and I'm, I'm also a trained clown as well. So, you know, there's another skill set, which perhaps not that many people have. <laughs> I, I, uh, uh,
0: one of the things I think we think is uh, marvellous is meeting leaders from completely different walks of life. I think this is the first time I've met a uh, an entrepreneur who's also a comedian who's also a clown. I think that's super cool. <laughs> so really, really interesting to get that perspective. Um, we've got, I think, your webpage up where people can go and buy tickets to go and have a look. But the links at the bottom there. So if everyone wants to, um, you know, come, uh, we'll send that out later in the uh, in the email roundup. But um, go and have a look and um, go and see Emma uh, uh, in her live shows, Um, absolutely amazing. So um, we were talking about um, your um, journey and um, I know you you didn't want to make this about you, but um, I guess there is uh, the essence of your leadership guidance in the business side of what you do comes from this sort of deep experience uh, of your own leadership journey as an entrepreneur and when we were chatting about it i thought this this was like uh, this image is um uh, goes with the caption you all right um and <laughs> i remember um it's sort of like halfway through the journey you were talking about i think if you can correct me you're in your second business and it was going super mm-hmm. well and you were scaling up and you were outside and um this is sort of supposed to be sort of emblematic of how you were feeling and i guess people could see it because someone came up to you and said you all right um so tell us about not being all right
1: yeah it was it was one of those sort of dark sort of days in terms of you know the wonderful british weather you know just to set the scene so it was genuinely pouring with rain uh and i and i was i was on the phone to my supervisor because i'm a trained coach so we have um supervision calls And, you know, I sort of started off with my sort of normal kind of trajectory of this is what I'm going to talk about. And he did say to me, he's like, I mean, you're right. And I was like, no, I'm not. And externally to the rest of the world, I think everybody would have thought that it was going great. You know, we just employed some more people. We were looking at uh, employing another five, six people. We just secured this multi-million pound contract. And by this point, uh, I was running a learning and development company. and We were in our sort of plush new offices. And I think to everybody else, I think everyone would have been like, this is going great. And Actually, in reality, I just felt inside this is not what I should be doing. And I had that real moment of just standing there and just chatting to Steve and just suddenly having this moment. I'd gone off course. I'd completely gone off the way that I wanted to go. And I somehow I had managed to get myself caught up, truthfully, I think, in in what Everybody else had sort of defined a success for me. And so in my head, up until that point, in order to be successful, it was like, right, I've got to grow a business, I've got to scale it, and then I will sell it. And then when I have sold that business, that's when I can say I am successful. And as I stood there on that day, uh, and, you know, literally in that sort of <laughs> metaphorical and actual wheel, you know, sort of watching the rain kind of come down, I just suddenly was like, this is not making my heart sing. Uh, I have I have taken the wrong path somewhere along the line and uh, yeah it was it was definitely one of those life-changing moments when I had that realization and nothing changed for a couple of days you know for, for a period of time but that seed and that conversation definitely started my change and started more of my own personal development I think and has led me if I fast forward sort of Eight nine years to where i am now in a far happier place um, and really living my purpose and what i think i should be doing
0: so i think that's uh such a lot in there isn't there so um i think it will resonate i mean it certainly resonates with me that um mm. it can take a while to work out what success really means and um you uh can find yourself living other people's definition of success um and when you discover that it's kind of quite shocking isn't it it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shock to the system um i'm just curious had this feeling been sort of creeping up on you for a while do you think or um you know how was it was it just no
1: i mean i think i think we all i think we all really do you know I i think we do know if we actually really quieten everybody else's voice and if we actually stop paying attention to the rest of the world which I know is really difficult and we actually really uh, listen to ourselves I think we already know whether we're happy uh, on purpose living our truth whatever words you want to you I, I think we genuinely do know but I think as as we get busier and as the world and businesses get busier I think we can set ourselves up on lots of different conveyor belts and we can in essence almost jump from one conveyor belt to the next conveyor belt and that might be being ceo md founder uh, employer mother father you know husband wife whatever it might be and we right, right. jump from all these you know and all I think these because identities. we can connected... so
0: all these identities
1: exactly exactly all of our different identities that we have and and then we can get so caught up in those but suddenly before you know it there's there's been a couple of years of your life that have whizzed by and you yeah. haven't actually just got off all the conveyor belts and gone are these the identities that I really want is this really me so yeah. I think in answer to your question I think I did know but I think by knowing I think it was scary for me so um I therefore probably made myself even busier because actually knowing what I did in my sort of heart no that was going to involve big change, and us human beings don't like change, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So we would say that's like a barrier. The idea of, you know, so once you've got that realization in your heart that you've just somehow got yourself into this wrong place, um, yeah. Like, you know, we're all, you know, we're all into into grown up life, and so there's an all sort there's all sorts of commitments. There's probably legal contracts. I mean, you're just scaling up, right? So you've uh, convinced yep. a lot of people to join the business, and it's going really well. Yep. So on the face of it, that's hugely successful and everyone's getting committed to your idea. So there's like legal contracts, there's also psychological contracts, aren't there? There's like a mm. commitment to all of that. So like, as soon as you realize you're in the wrong place, it opens up this idea that you have to untangle all of that. And mm. that is, that's the fear. It's um, it's It would take just huge courage to, uh, to face that. So I think it's really well put and I'm sure it resonates and I think many people sort of know that but don't do anything about it. Before we get into uh, what you did I'm kind of just quite curious mm. as to how you got there because I think I know this is a little bit about you but sort of um you know in a way it's a bit of all our journey so just tell us you know how did it all start and how did you get into this position where you were scaling up the wrong business
1: yeah yeah uh, it was I sort of have to go really, really far back because I think, uh in essence, my 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 dad was an entrepreneur, so he was well ahead of the time I think. And so when I was a child, I sort of realised that you could work for yourself because he did, and and so I, I always have had that model in the back of my head of like, well, my dad works from home, and this is way before the internet, you know. So he, I remember him getting letters, and and that was a contract and things like that, and um, and so when I when I left uni. Uh, and I did theatre. I've, I've always had this, I've always had this pull. I've always had this challenge between being uh, a businesswoman, entrepreneur, whatever word you want to use, and being a performer. And I sort of got to a place where I was, you know, working as a in sales, and I got up to being sort of a regional sales director. At, I think about 2022. And and then I also then got into all the top schools. And I had a real head, another one of those life moments, head-heart moment. Go become, and I'd been headhunting it was like, go oh Emma, go become the head of sales of this very large firm, or go and become an actor. And so I ended up going to drama school, and uh, which was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And finishing that, I was pretty successful. I, as an actor, I actually worked for 80% of the year, which puts me in the sort of top 15% of actors. And then I met my business partner. Uh, who was still my business partner 15 years ago and he and I were both in a place where we were both pretty successful actors but neither of us always wanted to be waiting for other people to give us an opportunity yeah and so we decided to set up our own theatre company and we did and this theatre company uh you know we ended up doing Edinburgh and touring nationally and residences in London and things like that and truthfully we we kind of got to a place where we'd thrown in pretty much all of our own cash and we were doing okay, but the theatre world is a, is a tough business world. And one of our actors, because I've always believed in really treating the people that work, work with you really well, so we always paid our actors, which um, for non-theatre people, that might sound really obvious, but trust me, in the world of acting, there are lots and lots of jobs which people do for free because they're desperate yeah. for the experience. And I was like, no, we're always going to pay people. Right. And one of our actors, this lovely woman called Karen, she was um, to pay for her way. She was a receptionist at a big engineering firm and uh, she, she had a few drinks on the Christmas party. And she went up to the CEO of said global engineering firm and literally said, uh, your presentations are really boring, but I know he could help you. <laughs> and uh and literally fortunately Andrew liked Karen so that didn't go down too badly uh <laughs> and he said all right so in January myself and Dion went in with no business um or, well no we actually we did have a business card but we did a business card um at one of those sort of little uh, label machines that you can get in supermarkets. So it was a really high quality business card. And we went in, and Dion has a background, he used to be an HR director, and I obviously by that point had done quite a lot. I was sales. So we went in and we just told him our story. And we said, yeah, we can come in and do what we call very much sort of traditional sort of presentation skills. And We're like, we're actors, but we understand business, so we think we can get it. And I will always be eternally grateful to Andrew because he looked at us and he went, all right. And he'd met, he said, it's been on my to-do list to work with him and his board for five years. Um, this was pre-recession. And he wow. said, yeah, loads of big companies who all seem to want to offer me basically something off, off the shelf. And he said, there's something about you two, all right, I'll take a punt. And he did. Um, and he said, what I'll do is I'll pay you half up front, so you don't have to worry about money and then if you're good I'll pay you the other half if you're not good I won't pay you the other half and you will never work with us again we were like all right Deal, right. <laughs> and I went and we came up with this program for him and his board and we did this couple of days with them and uh, we ended up working with them for gosh I think about 6 7 years and we ended up helping them win the olympics and change the way that they pitch and they present etc cetera, etc cetera. um so I'll always be very grateful to Andrew and as a result of that, uh, the theatre company, and this was the moment that kind of fear started to come in for me. Yes. Uh, I was like, well, yes. they're not going to take us seriously if we've got the word theatre. So we set up another business, um, So it was, and we set up a learning development business, almost sort of as an offshoot. And then that was the thing that grew. And because yeah. there was a real demand, we worked. Um, yeah across so healthcare global communications uh, the NHS uh, engineering IT and suddenly really truthfully before I knew it we were employing quite a lot of people and mm. the theatre had sort of been pushed down and we were generating you know hitting over a million quid from in essence a business that me and Dion and three other actors started with um 50 quid each
0: yeah and, and <laughs> The pitch, the pitch at a Christmas party, which is um one of the
1: Literally.
0: very, we <laughs> one of the very few positive stories from the staff Christmas party I've ever heard. So, <laughs> I think t- it's good to
1: have at least one,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> there has to have been one once, right? And maybe this is it. Sort of, um, you know how a uh, random acts of entrepreneurialism, how how great businesses are formed. Um, but the Huttspur behind yeah. all of that is uh, just a fantastic story, really. Um. So it's so interesting, you know, uh, hugely successful, obviously massively valuable. And I'm going to say, you know, you're definitely onto something there. This like feels like everybody's, you know, idea of success, right? Mm. Um, but then it takes us back to that's when you started to feel that it wasn't right. And um, so I was curious just about um, that experience of then uh, what, you know, finding yourself by the virtue of, you know uh, a definition of success in a place that it was so was it not you at all is it just somewhat you or you know what was the what was the negative feeling inside you was it just that it it wasn't enough of you what was it
1: I think I think honestly it felt like I was I I'd started to hide myself I think I I didn't so you know if I sort of backtrack right to the start of this conversation I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that I do comedy and I'm really proud of the fact that I am a trained clown and um and I and I stopped being proud of being all of me I suddenly I muted that all of those different parts because I was like well anybody in business they're not going to take me seriously if I say I do x y and z and as anybody will know when you start muting part of who you are in order to appeal uh, I guess to what you think other people want you to be then as this slide beautifully depicts you know you're putting masks up and I witnessed so many different people putting lots of different masks on and I suddenly got to a place where my mask was so about right I run a business I'm going to grow a team I like you know and I understand a lot about leadership I was like I'm heart-centered I'm people-centric I've got very high emotional intelligence so I'm going to make sure that I'm giving them all all of me but actually all of my team were getting all of me but I wasn't getting all of me and I put such a such a weight on success in terms of there are in terms of financial abundance in terms of a certain degree even status look at me I've grown a business look I can now be perceived as successful but internally uh, when I really really quietened everything down a, I wasn't happy and B I was living a life that I never really wanted I never wanted to be somebody that had an office that had a routine it, it doesn't that does not appeal to me and how I best function as Emma and I couldn't shout at anybody I couldn't blame somebody because I created it so I yeah. suddenly had this mark up of I've now got to be a certain type of person and the more that you do that the harder it is to then unmask and uh, and so I really found myself in a place where as I was standing outside in the rain, I suddenly was like, I can't carry on doing this because I'm exhausted because I don't act.
0: I think so I think this is um uh, really, really interesting. Um and there's a sort of great um here about um um, how this is to do with energy? And I think you put a lot of energy
1: into mm. this persona. Mm. Uh,
0: and, um, you know that, that comment you made about being drained. I think is really interesting. So exhausted by it. So somehow because mm. it's not quite the real you, um, actually it's just completely draining, and your battery is going flat in the background. I think we were talking about masks and how much psychological energy is involved in creating and projecting ourselves.
1: Mm.
0: and if you're putting all of that energy into something that's not right it's it uh it doesn't fill the battery up naturally it's one of those strange things about people right does that make sense yeah
1: yeah it makes perfect sense and I I think I witness for you know with lots of people that I work with it's you know they they've hit a level of success they've you know they they're doing very well um and quite often um when you actually get them to stop you know we take people away on retreats and when you actually get people to stop they suddenly go I I don't really know how I got there which goes back to the conveyor belt thing because we're so fixated always on outcome in business that I think sometimes we can not pay attention to the process Mm -hmm. and you know from a you know from a theatre perspective the process is as if not more important than the outcome yeah and actually it's just being cognizant of course we of course we do all play different roles you know I'm going to be different to my son than I am right now or I'm going to be different you know if I'm in a one-to-one coaching session to when I'm keynote but it's just different parts of me it's still Emma and Mm. I know I'm in a place where I do feel like I'm sort of pretty much unmasked because I'm like this is me and this is where I'm at and if you like it, cool. And if you don't, that's also cool. I'm fine with that because there's nothing I can do to control influence or do anything about you and, and what you think of me. You know, even doing this, you know, rightly, whoever's listening and yourself, Nick, and making decisions and, and judgments and thoughts and feelings and assumptions about how I'm coming across. And that's and that's great. But all I can do is show up and be the best me. And I think when I look back at that point of my life, I wasn't doing that. I was showing up and I was still doing great work. Don't get me wrong. I was still, you know, and I think lots of people do extraordinary work, but something isn't aligned with who they are or they don't feel they don't give themselves permission to be all of themselves. And for me, yes, that manifests and might be my humour or my weightiness in some some of the depths of the work that I do it doesn't matter how you show up it's just about you showing up as all of you and I think that's when for me that's when magic really starts to happen because you get a sense I mean there's so much uh, in the leadership world banded around about authenticity and to me that word is actually it's all just about being unmasked and showing up with all of your flaws your uh, your vulnerabilities and all your strengths but then people buy into you and when that happens then that's that's when the magic happens that's what I love
0: I completely get it and I think that's um maybe maybe there's some truth in there which is you know why your business service is so powerful because uh we were chatting about this before about how if you have uh some um hold back, you talk about alignment but let's say let's say uh the person you're trying to be is not completely you so or there's some mm. fear in the way of revealing what you really feel about this or what you really uh want here and so there's um maybe who you are and how you feel or what you think and how you feel isn't quite right isn't quite connected and when you get that when they come together um mm. it's so powerful it's like hitting the ball off the middle of the racket it's got a kind of a resonance when everything comes together yeah. and it's and that, it, that power is like something that everyone can sense, um, but it takes a huge amount of courage just to let everything go and um, and step into that. And I think that's kind of this thing about taking the mask off and just be real. is difficult. I think it's hugely difficult.
1: Mm, and it's really scary because this is not this is not what we're told. You know, when we... Or we go to, you know, whether it's business school or we set up businesses, you know, and you think about so many of the networking events that I'm sure we've all attended where pretty much the first question that 95% of people ask me is, what do you do?
0: Yeah.
1: And so, so much of that is already, I'm making, I'm asking that question because I want to find out, you know, are you going to be of use to me? Could I sell to you? Whatever it might be. But actually what it is, it's like, I can then put you in a box and by putting you into a box, I can make a decision about whether you're going to be of use to me. So even that basic construct within business for me is already a little bit fundamentally flawed because I believe that if we do business, you know, we, we want to work with people that we really click with, that we get on with, that we have a great, good connection with. And I think by being brave and, and asking a different question in that situation or showing up in a different way, um, in a truthful way to yourself, it it means that we, well, it means that we click with people and we and we bond as as humans. And then when we do that as humans and we stand in our own power, in our own you know present, and that's when people come towards us anyway. And so then it's far more likely that you're going to end up with your end goal, which might be owning business, whatever it might be, you know.
0: It's a really fantastic point, so, um, everybody. I'm interviewing Emma Stroud this morning on uh, Strategy Cafe. And you can, if you haven't heard the whole thing, it'll be up on our iTunes podcast a little bit later. And um, the we haven't got the videos today. The videos aren't working today. But the audio will be up on our YouTube site as well. So you get that plus the slides and the links. And we've just been talking about um, you know, how to work on uh, the conflicts inside you to, in business and as a leader, really find you know, it's a bit of um, a buzzword, but find that authenticity. But really what we're talking about is when you can feel strongly that what you're doing is the real you. So you feel it and you think it, or you feel it and you know it. And that um inner that inner alignment is there and you just honestly who you are. So it's dropping the masks. And Emma's just talking to us about how um in most of business life we're sort of told the opposite, or perhaps we think the opposite, maybe throughout um our lives we're told to be not us to hide us or to control that or to control our feelings um and i guess that does feel like that's the main message of life but this this message is not that and it certainly resonates with me emma um Mm. you know the more i got into um just being me and allowing alembic just to be us You know, it turns some people off, um, but you know, for every person that doesn't like that, uh, there's you know a dozen people who love it, and so it's it's way more powerful. So I completely get what you're saying. Mm. I was really this idea of reconciling. So I feel like there's work. You know, this isn't easy for people. Um, Got some great questions coming in, which just come to in a sec, but there's work to be done, isn't there? So just tell us what you think people have to do to, I guess, reconcile these contradictions
1: well I think I think firstly they have to have I think they have to be brave I think by asking yourself the questions that perhaps scare you the most is a really good starting place or getting other people to ask you those questions is even better and I think the just having the awareness of like right okay where is it that I'm at and is this what I want to do and if it is brilliant yay go you you know and it's and it's genuinely amazing when you see people that are so living their purpose and you sense them and you feel them. And I think if you are feeling like you're sort of misaligned or that something isn't serving you, it's taking a step back and going, right, what is it? What is it that isn't truthful about me? You know, is it that I am trying to be something that I'm not, I'll make this a bit more tangible. So there's a, there's a guy that we work with and uh, he is, uh, an MD a very successful firm natural introvert uh, comes from sort of quite an engineering background and he really felt that in order to be this very successful leader uh, I think he's got a workforce about four or five hundred um, in order to be that he had to be this sort of larger than life character because that's what his CEO is and as I sort of got to know him better and he was really forcing himself to sort of be this massive, for want of a simple word, extrovert. And he's naturally an introvert. And I was like, but, you know, when you're at home, how how are you? You know, what, what, what are sort of the qualities? And he was like, well, quite quiet. I'm quite reflective. But when I say stuff, people really listen. And I was like, well, what are you doing at work? And he's like, well, I try to be out there because I appreciate that people need to hear me. And he's be telling these stories and everything like that. I was like, so therefore you're contradicting actually who you probably are. And he sort of looked at me and was like, yep. And I was like, what would happen if, as opposed to trying to be something that you think everybody wants you to be, you just show up as you? And then through a process, you know, which involved – and this, you know, this takes time. We're talking – this isn't about leadership change. This isn't about I'm going to influence me as a leader. This is about you changing as you. And then as a result, that will affect all of your relationships. Yes, your leadership. Yes, your uh, ability to inspire, motivate, be direct, whatever it might be. But it will also change how you show up with your friends, how you show up in life generally. And Mm -hmm. probably most importantly, um, it will help you show up to yourself. Um, I think for me, one of my biggest uh, sort of lessons has been I used to think by looking at me and really spending time on Emma and having a team of people around me so that I can be brilliant Emma I used to think well that's a bit selfish and actually it's not it's the opposite if I don't take time checking in with my own contradictions and am I on the right path am I living in the best way that I want to do if I don't take time to do that um, a I can't help other people but also how can I expect myself to grow and so how could I help my happiness grow and, and make sure that I'm doing what makes my heart sing and so for me, the key thing is taking stock, slowing down conversely, and actually really making sure that you have people to ask you some questions so that you can check in with yourself.
0: Uh, great advice. And um, um, I think behind all of that, there's a sort of uh, um, the, the, the question to ask is you'll, you'll know when you're not on the right track. There's something inside you that will be telling you when you're not on the right track, which is like earlier point about the... Uh, The you under the the brolly, the cloudy day, it's just, uh, so it's just listening to that voice and then Mm. what is that about? Got some great questions, I just want to throw two questions at you, so one's from Angela Vernon Lawson, Um, great uh, to have you on the webinar this morning Angela, just asking um, how do you know or what are the signs that a potential business partner is the right person for you? And then um, I've got one from, uh, from Anna, from Anna Stedman. Um, she's talking about networking and saying, instead of asking what do you do when you're at networking, how do you start a better conversation or a more meaningful one? Mm-hmm. You, um, happy to take those.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, Angela. I think in terms of a business partner, I think <laughs> underneath it all, I think there has to be a shared a shared passion. Uh, I'm, I'm smiling internally because if you look at myself and Dion, we would be the worst two people in terms of we've got the same Myers Briggs profile, we're pretty much the same, and got the same sort of preferences and the way that we like to work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But actually, what we do really share in our business partnership is a passion to deliver excellent work, and also a brutal, brutal honesty. And I think when I think about business partners, I think quite often, again, I think people meet as they have a mask up of, I'm going to be a business partner, right? This is what I'm going to do. And actually, I think you have to meet as humans first and foremost and be honest from the start, because when you do that, with that bedrock and that shared humanity, then you'll make the decision about whether you're right business partners or not coming at it at slant as opposed to going what are your skills to run a business together it's already going to be slightly perfunctory and the ones that I've witnessed that work really really well are based on true honesty and, trust and a real shared human connection So that would be my suggestion on that um, and the second question in terms of networking and it's so simple and it really I don't know. I'm just thinking about reactions that I get when I ask those people and Ron again, you know, what do you do? I, I asked the question, like, how are you? How's your day been? Mm. And it's so simple, mm-hmm. but when you ask it and people look at you and they go, oh, you actually want to know that. Now, obviously you do actually have to want to know that. Otherwise it's just a question for question's sake. But when you actually go, how are you? how's your day been? It shifts people's physiology because suddenly they're seeing you as a human being that's shown care towards them rather than as a transactional conversation. Um, Just to warn you though, when you do ask that question you might end up only speaking to maybe one or two people but my take on networking and I don't do that much anymore but my take on networking is isn't it better to have one or two really good long conversations rather than work a room and end up with 80 business cards of people that you can't remember. Uh,
0: it's such great advice. And, um, uh, two really memorable conversations, um, which uh, will stay with both parties. Just really great advice. So thank you very much. I'm very conscious of the time. I'd just like to say thank you very mm. much, uh, Emma, for that for sharing your insight with everybody. Um, so question out to you all as you go about business today, how can you apply uh, this this uh, set of ideas from Emma to yourself and to within your business? So that really interesting challenge to find a way of being honest, just very honest in a normal human way um, with relationships around you. I think that's such... An interesting and new and refreshing kind of idea in a way. But um, how can you do that? And um, what would you need to have happen to make you feel like you could? So have a think about how you can act on Emma's on Emma's advice. And you can come and hear her in person. Um, we'll show you the link in a second, but our conference is coming up and it's just asking this question about connecting with people through leadership. Uh, especially in this sort of very, very fast-changing world that we're in, with lots of international shifts around, and also the incredible shift in technology, which you can't avoid. So you've got to do it. And um, from a leadership perspective, I think there's an awful lot for us to be doing. So come along to that; it's going to be amazing. Um, Emma's going to be one of our keynotes, which is just hugely exciting. Um, Next strategy cafe is going to be on the 16th of May at 8:30. Uh, I think you can go up on the website now and register for that. Uh, and I'm going to be interviewing Phil James, who's the CEO of the Institute of Leadership and Management. We're, we're partners with them, they're partners with us, which I think is quite cool. Um, and Phil and I are going to be discussing his ideas around, can leadership be taught in an age of uncertainty and disruption? Uh, so it should be an interesting conversation, Just uh, and picks up on some of the themes of the conference as well. So, uh, so come to the next one, and here is Emma's page. So, Come back and have a look later on the YouTube site, and we'll send around out the link. But you can go and see Emma's uh, live show, um, and here is her web page where you can go and get your tickets for that. So heartily recommend you go and see her live and definitely come to the conference to hear more about this and to experience how to step into your own truth and honesty and, and find a better way forward as a leader that way. So um, that's here, 12th of June. I'm going to be around the corner at Shoreditch. Uh, Buy your tickets online and um, bring people along. And I hope we'll see uh, all of you there. I hope you enjoyed it today. Um, Thank you very much for joining in with Strategy Cafe. Don't forget to share it around with your friends. Register for the YouTube site or for our podcast. And really look forward to seeing you all on Strategy Cafe in May. Have a lovely Easter.